Hello and welcome to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. This podcast does contain occasional strong language and adult themes. If you are averse to spoilers for the film that is listed in the title, please tune out now, go watch the movie, or, like us, stop at the intermission, watch the movie, and resume the podcast after. This episode also contains spoilers for The Lady Killers and Full Metal Jacket. Thanks for coming along on this ride with us. Please enjoy. You once said that uh, you like to make an audience scream through technical means. What is it about an audience screaming that you like? Now, those are the kind of questions uh, that the film buffs like to ask. They expect an awful lot of the sort of material that I don't tell anybody. And it was a nightmare. It was an eye-opener. Ignorance. Sheer ignorance. You know, there's no confidence to equal it. I don't have any problem with enjoying a big blockbuster. I'm not a fascist of those art movies which when they are over you are glad that they are over and then you celebrate it just as a kind of a superstitious measure i will talk about it so that i don't have to see it again or whatever so in a way our our broadcast was an assault on the uh, credibility of that machine we wanted people to understand that they shouldn't take any opinion pre-digested and they shouldn't swallow everything that came through the tap we had uh, Orson Welles, Albert Hitchcock, John Ford, Howard Hawks, Roman Polanski. We had uh, Antonioni. We did, it was unbelievable time to listen to these guys talk. Hello and welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am joined by Michael. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about a movie, but before we get there, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you just a general question about movies. Cool. What would you say is your favorite buddy cop film? Ooh. You know, these questions, despite being at the beginning of every episode, are somewhat more terrifying than the uh, multiple choice trivia. My favorite buddy cop movie has to be a movie with two cops who are buddies. Well, who are doing a thing. At least, okay, I mean... All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll tell you what mine is. So, you know, you've got your standard, like, you know, Rush Hour is pretty good. I thought about this for a little bit. Like, uh, Rush Hour might be my favorite one. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I I like Lethal Weapon a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Last Boy Scout's really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of other ones, but I think I actually settled on one that's maybe not quite a standard buddy cop. Well, Hot Fuzz, obviously, is one that's really good. But I settled on one that's maybe not quite a, a standard buddy cop film, but Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That is a good answer. Uh, because, like, you've got Robert Downey Jr.'s character and Val Kilmer's character, Gay Perry. What, where, <laughs> yeah. while, while they're not necessarily both cops, they are mm-hmm. solving a mystery together, and I think <laughs> it does hit the buddy cop formula. So yeah. I will say, that's my favorite buddy cop film. Uh, at least as far as I can think off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd probably have to throw it at like Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, I mean, just, it's kind of a cop-out, but like, man, it's, it's so, it's, it's such a good it's parody and fun. a buddy cop yeah. film at the same time. <laughs> Honestly, I would probably end up just saying Hot Fuzz. I don't watch a huge number of buddy cop movies. Um, <laughs> Zootopia is a buddy cop movie, right? <laughs> uh, actually, yes, 100% it is yeah. a buddy cop movie. The only reason I bring that one up um, is because every time I think of buddy cop movies, I go to that movie and think, the ending of that movie is actually just Monsters, Inc., but not as good. Mm. So if you've ever seen Zootopia, 
the endings are the same thing. They catch the bad guy in the exact same manner. Wow. It's kind of a trap. I've actually never seen Zootopia all the way through. Like, I've seen bits here and now. They've, like, walked in as my daughter's watching it. It's like, oh, okay, this movie. Uh, It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I I tell you what. I'm going to add another non-standard one in there. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. It's a great buddy cop film. I accept that. It's it's that is go to my go to our episode on Godzilla versus Kong and you'll Mm -hmm. see why I say it's a buddy cop film. Uh, But it is one of my favorite buddy cop films out there. Yeah, buddy cop ones are just kind of it's a weird it's a weird genre where Mm -hmm. it's like it's very specific and of a certain time. But like, I feel like that was sort of like ah you get like the mid eighties into the like. 2000s and they yeah. kind of went away yeah and i feel bad as soon as we turn off the recording on this i'm gonna go oh no wait i've got one and then i'll forget it by the time we come back to this so i can't awkwardly interject in the next half of this episode oh wait i came up with my favorite buddy cop movie by the way it's x movie here yeah that's unfortunate it's unfortunate well oh. that's not what we're talking about today we're not talking about buddy cop movies allegedly oh, yeah. uh i'm gonna read you a summary for the movie that we are talking about here we go. A damsel in distress needs saving, and this ragtag group of misfits will do anything to get the job done. It's Kelly's Heroes All from right. two, uh, 2000. <laughs> from 1970. It's a big, big difference. It's directed by Brian Hutton. Uh, this is starring Clint Eastwood mm. and Telly Savalas and Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland's in this movie? Yeah. All right, I give it a 4.3 out of 5 as mine just right off the All right, we'll see you on the other side. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's, uh, you know, Kelly's Heroes, basically the whole plot of it is is that it's a war film. Mm -hmm. There's a ragtag group led by Clint Eastwood, not to save a damsel in distress, but to steal Nazi gold. Oh, I was waiting for this to be Private Ryan, actually. It's like they're actually saving someone. No, no, no. No, they're saving someone, but it's the Nazi gold. Okay. That's the someone they're saving. Saving the Nazi gold from Switzerland. Yes. So they're saving it so that Uwe Boll doesn't get it in the future to make postal. So clearly this movie has failed because Uwe Boll has made Postal. So I would pair this movie with Postal as a post-apocalyptic future where they didn't succeed in this movie. We will see you in the next episode. We've sped run this episode so fast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. If I come back in the next half and actually think we should pair it with um, Postal, Postal, I won't apologize. I am, I am not. Honestly, the only thing that could, <laughs> at this point, all I'm thinking of is, you know what? How can I How can I fit in with, like, I guess all of these characters? Like, hmm, we've got Hotsies. We've got, you know, Uncle Dave's dong. We've got, you know, Vern Troyer, a, a tiny entertainer getting raped by a thousand monkeys. Um, like, how can we fit all this in to make it, like, make these two movies mesh. I'm going to be like that kid who's trying to like put the round or the, the square in the round Rattle. hole. I'm like, I, oh you will gosh. fit, damn it. <laughs> um, Which, well, by the way, if you haven't seen Postal, the movie, don't. <laughs> but also... But also but do. But also do. Like that green stop sign meme that just, stop. 
green question mark? Stop question mark. <laughs> I'm giving you a warning right now. It is definitely not for everyone. It's a disgusting, horrendous film, but it's honestly pretty uh, funny. Dude, I... So, every time I think of Postal, um, it... I don't know why. It flashes me back to an episode of a show that was on Disney The Weekenders where their friend Tish gets a haircut and they're trying to tell her it's a terrible haircut without telling her to her face. So they hold up signs outside of her house that are obscured by the tree so it looks like, Tish, your hair is it. I feel, but it actually is supposed to say, your hair is the pits. I think of that scene every time I think of Postal because your <laughs> movie is the pits, but your movie is also it. it. Hmm. Look, not only does it have hot Nazis, it's got Al Qaeda. It's got a it's got a dude who uses a cat as a silencer. Plus, it's gym suits galore. Yeah, it's <laughs> frankly, it's not a movie; it's a film. All right. <laughs> Imagine if if Lars von Tree was. Maybe you should stop imagining before you finish that sentence. <laughs> if Lars von Trier was Uva Boll, that's. <laughs> They're basically the same person, honestly. It's just Uva Bull is funny, <laughs> and Lars von Tree is not. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we got way off topic. Kelly's Heroes is what we're watching today, allegedly. <laughs> what do you know about this movie? Um, I know it's a war movie with Clint Eastwood, Telly Savalas, and Donald Sutherland. I put it on this list and then completely forgot about it. You did. You rec- You said, "Hey, I want to watch this one." So I'm like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> And then I put your name on it. The only other movie I remember putting my name on specifically is, I think, West Side Story. And that's the only one I actually think I know anything about that I put my name on for this podcast. The only reason we haven't done that episode is because someone else wanted to do it with you. But I think the scheduling can't quite quite make it there. So we might just end up doing (laughs) West Side Story without them. But, uh... you know that's for a future episode. So if people really want to for another three person episode uh, on West Side Story, mm-hmm. then let us know, I guess, and we'll try to make it happen. But depending on who it is, maybe I should be dropping out. Oh man, maybe we should have a vote. Like, <laughs> or if we vote, we're gonna actually vote you out of the episode as the standing you know? character and be like, Ah no, hello. Today is Michael, joined by his good friend. I don't know who the other person is. Uh, I have a guess. Honestly, really what we should just do is just have, frankly, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to offend anyone, but honestly, the best person who's ever been on this podcast, it's, me it's, included, yeah, is, Aunt, is AJ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, AJ, you're beautiful, and I hope your hair is treating you well. He's He is the most beautiful of men, and he is he's 100% the best guest or host, frankly, <laughs> this podcast has ever had. Uh, anyway, so, mm. yeah, Kelly's Heroes, you you kind of, you signed up for it. I mm-hmm. think you may have put it on the list. Mm-hmm. I may have put it on the list, or we both talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up putting it on the list, and you put your name on it. So, whatever, we're watching it. Uh, this is one of those sort of, like, 70s sort of young Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. but not in a spaghetti western role, where it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like is an off role for him. But mm-hmm. frankly, he did a lot more, like, cop and war movies than i give him credit for than he Mm -hmm. honestly than he did spaghetti westerns i think but that's just what he's known for i don't know it to me in my mind it feels like it feels like for some reason like almost a remake of the guns of navarone but not quite because that was sort of oh we have to take out these guns for you know an invasion Mm -hmm. but 
in this case, it's ah, we have to break in and steal <laughs> some gold from the Nazis. Yeah. So, I don't know what's your what's your take, I guess, on war movies in general. Do you watch a lot of them? Um, I I feel like I've actually seen a decent number. Um, I want to say, is it the bridge over the river Kwai? Where I, I almost said, where they blow up the bridge. I'm pretty sure that's how. The movie well, they blow up the bridge in a lot of war a movies, lot of as far as movies. I'm aware. But that is the one um, where that is a specific plot yeah, point. I'm trying to remember because I just remember like the end of the movie, they blow up a dam to destroy the bridge, and I think that yeah, that one's one. got Alec Guinness and yeah, um, that other guy. Yeah, the I'm other guy. So sorry, I cannot do names already. So names on older films where I've seen these actors like once or twice is just much more of a haphazard guess my ass off. I have seen like I've seen the actual original Great Escape and then the Fantastic Claymation remake of the Great Escape. Chicken Run. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> I need to come up with more movies to reference. Look, there's only honestly. Chicken Run is really the only movie you have to reference. <laughs> it, it honestly is almost a perfect movie. It, oh, dude, it's so good. Um, I have seen uh, Hell is for Heroes. I've seen you know, a handful of other movies. I've seen Saving Private Ryan. I feel like I've seen just a smattering of them. And to list them off is just kind of be like, I've seen these movies. And really my impression of a lot of them is they're all generically good. Some of them are really good. And some of them are actually leaning towards on the generic, towards the bad end. Um, William Holden was the other guy alongside Alec Guinness, who I'm okay. thinking of. Yeah, um, nice. Anyway. anyway, I feel the the older the war movie, uh, generally the better it is. At least of the ones that I've seen, I haven't seen you know the one that recently got all the praise, um, uh, Dunkirk. The um, yeah, uh, yeah, the Nolan. Yeah, one. yeah, I um, haven't seen that one either because it's a Christopher Nolan film, and I. <laughs> He's not an enemy of the podcast yet, but mm-hmm. he might be one day. He's trying. He's trying his best. Um, I haven't seen that. I feel like there was another one that came out recently that was also... 1913. Thank you. Probably. You are much better at this than I am. I only remember that because my wife wanted to see it extraordinarily badly in theaters, and we never saw it, and then like every everything was out of theaters for like oh, yeah. <laughs> a year and a half then. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't seen like those more recent, you know, very well acclaimed war movies. But honestly, it's like the middle ground of Saving Private Ryan on to I want to say The Monuments Men, um, which if you haven't seen that one, it's not like a great war movie. It's mostly depressing. It's about mm. these old you know art historians who go to save artwork from Nazi Germany, um, die in various sad ways, and end up saving some artwork from nazi germany i think that one's like one of those true story ones yeah yeah, yeah. um based on a true story true where it's sold yeah. to like middle-aged uh white women <laughs> it's like oh this is based on a true story yeah <laughs> it's like i have to see it if it's based on a true story that one had the that guy that we hate from castaway um what's Tom his Hanks. thank you gosh i'm like bill murray definitely not not bill murray, bill murray. not his tone of movie no um, he was very good in that actually i will give him credit where credit is due uh that one was like generic not generic because it was an interesting especially since it was a true story it was like an, one of those more interesting ones but it was just kind of sad and didn't leave you with any hopeful feeling at the end like some war movies do like bridge over the river Kwai. yeah i tend to kind of like and i've seen the bridge over the river Kwai. Mm-hmm. i like i tend to like you like a lot more of the older war movies mm-hmm. i haven't seen a lot of the newer ones like i didn't like saving private ryan all that much it's it's like it's okay it was a good like 
action film. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, ah, now we have to save Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. But why, though? <laughs> you could have taken yeah. that plot out and it would have actually been a better movie. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. If you would have taken the plot out of Saving Private Ryan, it would have been... I don't say that about a lot of films, <laughs> but it would have made it better. Yeah. Like, it could have been... We are literally just here... As R. Kelly says, I'm fighting for my life out here. You could have just done that and it would have been better. Dude, and then pissing on chicks. Ooh, wait, was that R. Yeah. Kelly? Thank you. Uh, I don't know. I like, reference things. The, uh, um, one of the more modern ones that I've seen that I really like was um, Mel Gibson's We Were Soldiers. Oh, yeah. That one's really yeah. good. Um, uh, or Wind Talkers. I that one was have good. not seen that one. It's about I... the Navajo. Like That's another based okay. on a true story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Navajo Code um, Talkers and like the mm, Pacific Theater. Okay, yeah. But... For the most part, most of the war movies that I've seen are like the older, like John Wayne mm-hmm. ones, like mm-hmm. uh, um, Dude, Longest Day, okay, yeah. uh, or well, I guess even Patton was kind of of this era that we're mm-hmm. talking about now, like the seventies. Mm-hmm. Patton was really good because I'm a George C. Scott fan. Mm-hmm. But most of the war movies that I tend to think about um, are actually ones that where their people aren't directly involved in involved in fighting. Mm-hmm. I like it where the backdrop is the war. Yeah. That's what I like more. It's like we have to escape the Nazis, but like we're not going to fight them, right? Yeah. It's like that's a constant <laughs> threat over our heads. I yeah. like it as a setting. Mm-hmm. But like I don't the, necessarily... The Great Escape is Yeah, The Great, great Escape, for that. exactly. Bridge Over the River Quiet, also kind of that way. Like they're fighting Nazis in parts, but that, I mean, their their target is a dam, not Nazis per se. Um, although I might be fudging it a little bit on that one. But yeah, anyway, it's like backdrop better yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly i i tend to like that a lot more um is the backdrop of a movie um which is kind of why i like you know i get casablanca really it's yeah it's pretty much like that's the whole (laughs) backdrop is Mm -hmm. nazis bad like we gotta we gotta get away like the whole subplot is literally like they're doing war espionage like that's the whole thing um but movies like that is just what i tend to like more but mm-hmm. again like i mentioned the guns of navarone mm-hmm. with uh, i believe that's gregory peck if i'm not mistaken that movie phenomenal mm-hmm. it's got a lot of heart it's got some good action in it mm-hmm. uh you know a lot of the john wayne war films like sands of iwo jima is honestly mm-hmm. really good but yeah i i've tended to see a lot more of the older ones than the new ones mm-hmm. there's very few new ones that i've seen like i said the ones that i mentioned before are the ones that i've seen this sort of 70s and 80s era war movies, I tend to not watch. Like, I've seen Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the war part of that is actually bad. <laughs> like, that's not the yeah. good part of the movie. You stop watching when the guy kills himself. Yeah. Like, and if you don't, it's, I don't know, you're kind of weird. <laughs> At least that's, that's you know. Yeah. That's... My my thoughts on that one. Um, but yeah, this whole like 70s, 80s era is kind of like weird to me. I don't really watch a lot of, again, it's my blind spot. I just don't watch a lot of movies from it. Um, I don't know. you have anything else that you want to say on that or, or war movies in general before we go into trivia on this one? Um, I, I think I'm willing to jump into trivia now. Okay, cool. Well, we'll jump into some trivia here and see how you do on this. Uh, so, question number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The noise made by the turrets of the tanks was later used for what in which film? Was it A, the TIE Fighters in Star Wars, B, the Power Loaders in Alien, or C, the ball from Phantasm? Oh my gosh, I hate you. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm trying to think what the power loader sounds like in 
Alien. Because <laughs> at least I know it came out after this movie. Um, I will tell you, in, in this instance, all of these movies, <laughs> movies did, did come, come out after. after this movie. Yeah. Um, when you do, I get a hint. The Tie Fighters. Do you mean like the shooting sound of the Tie Fighters, not the sound no, they make the, when the they engine. crash? The engine. Oh. The, the oh, or wow. however it is. Oof. I'm gonna go with the balls and phantasm because that's hilarious. The ball and phantasm. Yeah. You're wrong. It was the power loader and alien. Okay. Yeah. I'm not yeah. surprised. No, but uh, apparently, like that was the uh, they. It was like an electronic sort of like. I guess the the turrets and the tiger tanks were had a very loud electronic whirring. Uh, and so when they okay, did the Foley yeah. for that, they then banked it, and then yeah. someone was like, hey, we'll use this for power loaders, because it sounds right. It's <laughs> okay, futuristic yeah. electric, uh, which is interesting. Like, you, you kind of take for granted the amount of Foley that has to be done mm. on these real-world things. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I know when I was in college, I did a semester where I was still a film student mm. at a certain point. Actually, multiple semesters, until I changed majors to one that's completely useless instead of one that's <laughs> mostly useless. Uh, and I actually did Foley for a for a movie mm -hmm. um, that is, it was just an indie film. I don't even remember what it was, and it was like, whatever. It wasn't a big thing. But it was really fun, because we actually did, like... A lot of like, all right, the assignment was come up with ways of like doing these things. Here's yeah. your assignment of like, you got to do this. You got to do this. And we had a studio and we were like, here's your budget. And we were like, there was a scene where we had to like imitate sandbags being piled on top yeah. of each other. And so we took like uh, bags of M&Ms uh, intermixed with like beanie bags and like just <laughs> threw them on top of each other. So it gave it like a little bit of a soft, but yeah. like crunchy marbly sound you like have to kind of over exaggerate everything a little bit yeah. when you're doing foley which is it's kind of a very interesting thing i i very much enjoy it but yeah you don't really think about that and like oh yeah they just go out and put the microphone up to the tanks no that's yeah, no that's not that how they work. do it at all <laughs> they barely put microphones up to people anymore they just dump over everything later yeah frankly well like in the aforementioned castaway like 99 mm. percent of that is all like foley and studio yeah. sounds <laughs> it it is kind of mind-boggling but also i guess just based on this trivia question very cool how versatile some things can be like you would never go oh well especially for your thing like why would anyone think of using m&ms it's because well you need to okay because it makes the louder noise um but then also the you can watch well, i guess i haven't seen this movie yet so i won't judge immediately but you could probably watch this movie listen to the sound of that turret and then watch aliens side by side and go, oh, this works perfectly for both of these things. I'm not going to question it. Just oh, because yeah. of how good they are at engineering these sounds to sound good. Yeah, and who knows what other like post effects they, they put oh, on yeah. these things, especially yeah. if you like the power loaders. I mean, it could have just been a pure copy paste, mm -hmm. but like you never know. I mean, it is it is interesting to think about. Yeah. And, and honestly, we kind of take for granted nowadays <laughs> in a lot of yeah, I bet like the archive of Foley sounds is just so huge right now. It's just a matter of knowing where to look. Honestly, for I would almost say in some cases it's probably easier to just do new. Oh, really? For the most part, yeah. yeah because a lot of the, uh, as far as I know, a lot of the Foley sounds, like when you create them, are actually like oh, you probably like archived them. and copyrighted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like a lot of these things are actually not available <laughs> okay, for public yeah. use, and then they have to pay out the wazoo for them. Where it's like. Technically, I could I could just go out and pay someone else who has done a similar Foley mm -hmm. sound, or like, or like just do like I could pay someone like if I go on the internet, I can like find like a Foley sound like uh, website, and you can get mm -hmm. sounds for like twenty five cents a sound or yeah. like a dollar a sound yeah. or something, uh, or like 
I could get the official one that someone else did, like, for this movie, but, like, oh, it's all done. This is perfect, but it costs, like, thousands of dollars because they've copywritten it or whatever. Dude. Um, I, IP is theft. In 50 years, when everything enters the public domain, movies will sound awful and great at the same time. They'll sound very old. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so you are, um, you are 0 for 1 here. Let's see what we, can, what we can do here for that. Question number two. The movie was filmed in Yugoslavia why, why? Well, oh that's the question is yes. why uh <laughs> that's my question too so i'm glad i get to answer myself mm -hmm. is it a their army still had functioning world war ii tanks was it b the premier of yugoslavia offered to pay them for filming there or c telly savalas convinced director brian hutton to film there as his family owned a huge estate all of these are viable options, unfortunately. <laughs> Some World War Two nerd, I guess World War One, World, World War Two, cool. Nazis. Some it's world. Two. Oh, Nazis, duh. Nazi gold from eighteen seventy. Um, also eighteen seventy. Uh, why am I thinking eighteen seventy? Why is that on my mind? Nineteen seventy. Oh my gosh, I Your have had early. such a brain fart. That's a that's a century earlier, my dude. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, why did why was I thinking I'm having a brain 1870? Fart you know, it doesn't matter. Um, some World War II nerd out there is going. Back in my day, we knew exactly when all of the tanks were put out of commission, so we know that Yugoslavia doesn't have active tanks in the year 1970 my, my great uncle would there. actually just know this off the top of his head or at least that Ooh. particular bit of trivia yeah. of like here's when the tanks were decommissioned because <laughs> i was in cyprus when this happened like <laughs> dude there is such... i was in cyprus <laughs> running black ops when this happened there's such a strange generation of people who know this because they were so interested in it because their parents were there and it's like blowing my mind still well to be fair like I'm gonna I'm gonna equate this to like the other things that we are nerds about. Like, yeah. I can tell you, like, uh, which page all of the all of the poison and, and uh, disease conditions are in the Starfinder rulebook. <laughs> it's page four sixteen. But <laughs> fact check me. Don't he knows it. <laughs> uh, but like I know that mm -hmm. and and whatnot and like I know all these obscure rules for other tabletop role playing games stuff like that. <laughs> But like that's just what that's just what I do. Like these people are like, well, they didn't have the internet one, and so <laughs> yeah. like, what did they have? They probably had like a lot of like old books and magazines about mm -hmm. like decommission or like yeah. or like the Encyclopedia Britannica. Like we had mm -hmm. the old encyclopedias from like nineteen seventy or whatever on our mm -hmm. shelves, and like that had just so much like interesting stuff. And what does a boy gravitate to? Probably like I did when I was younger. Uh, probably World War Two airplanes or yeah. tanks or whatever. I was more of an airplane guy. Yeah. I know it's kind of moved out of my mind, but I kind of, I knew all of the active airplanes in the, in the, uh, uh, in both theaters, at least mm -hmm. for a certain period of time. I can't tell you now anymore. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no hate, no hate. Um, anyway, back to this question. Telly Saval? Telly Savalas. Savalas is a state? Or family head in the state there? That's kind of hilarious, and that would be a perfectly legitimate reason to go film somewhere as you have access to an estate but also i mean and people do this a lot is just pay people to come over and make them none, none none of these are bad answers um i hate you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, tracks. i you know i feel like the tank answer is hilarious but also would they have then put the expense of 
fueling tank. I, I guess the film's probably not that. I'll go with the tank ones. They still had active tanks there. You're right. Uh, they did. Uh, Yugoslavia uh, had a fleet of World War II tanks. The uh, army did. And so just, they were just like, all right, well, here you go. Use the tanks. <laughs> that's why they filmed in Yugoslavia. Kind of hilarious. Just because they had them and they were active and they worked. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah. So they basically, so pretty much all of the tanks that you see in this movie are yeah. actual real active duty live tanks. Dang. I, and I not necessarily not. just like props Ooh. or something. I would not have been able to be in this movie without having fired off a shell from a tank at least once. I'm certain that they probably did, um, because I believe, if I'm correct, Donald Pleas or not Donald Pleasance, Donald Sutherland. I don't know why I said Donald Pleasance. Dude, I can't Donald get Sutherland. Right. You can get most things right. Please be writer than I am most of the time. I <laughs> Donald Pleasance Sutherland. Donald. <laughs> Donald Pleasance Sutherland. They're Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland's dad, uh, his dad, uh, was, I believe, like, the, the tank driver character, yeah. and I'm certain mm -hmm. that he had to have shot off some, like, <laughs> real active shells oh, yeah. at some point. It had to have happened. Um, you can't not. Yeah. So, uh, question number three, we're moving on from there, so here, here's here's a good one. This is this is one you'll like. This is, mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. even better than the last one. Okay, okay. <clears throat> B. Is that what you're going with? No. Okay. I will listen to the question first. Question number three. A telegram was sent to which actor's wife telling her that her husband was deathly ill and to come immediately as he would be dead before she arrived? Was it A, Clint Eastwood, B, Donald Sutherland, or C, Telly Savalas? The best part about this one is I don't even know which of these people was married at the time. I believe they all were at this point in time, or at least I know that they all have exes at some point. So they were probably married circa this time. Probably. Now all of their exes are in Texas. So I have a funny story about one of their exes as well, actually, after oh this gosh. question. It's springboards. I all couldn't right, quite make right, it right. into a wieldy question, <laughs> but we'll come back to that in a second. Jeez. Um, it just makes me laugh that it was a telegram. <laughs> well they're in yugoslavia in the they 70s are. yeah <laughs> this is like flashback to the episode we did on um uh Anna Karenina. Karenina. we're like oh telegraph lines to actually communicate with the outside world that's hilarious that wasn't even the answer was it but um no it was shooting wolves or something yes which was also hilarious Go watch our anyway. episode on Anna Karenina. I actually don't because I think I screw up something really embarrassing in that I actually episode. need to go back and oh, fix God. it because there's like a small gap of space somewhere in the episode that I forgot to edit out. Ha. Can you go back and edit out the part where I think I accredit the authorship of a book to the wrong person? Just take me saying the correct author's name and awkwardly shove it in there. All right, here. <laughs> Record the correct author now without context and I'll put it in. Charlotte Bronte. All right, sorry. Say it again. Charlotte Bronte. Okay, and make thank it you. This awkward. I, I really hope that's the right author. Now I'm like so confused. Anyway, uh, put that in a different episode with no context that I'm not even in over someone else talking about an actor. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna happen somehow. <laughs> I might just do it here somewhere. You're gonna answer the answer to your question. On this is going to be Charlotte Bronte. <laughs> Um, and no one's going to know the answer. You know, I will stick with my guns shooting from the hip before I even know what the question is. It was Donald Pl Sutherland. <laughs> it was Donald Sutherland. Well, B. 
You are correct. It Ooh. was Donald Sutherland. He got excessively ill, and the doctors <laughs> wow. there thought he was actually pretty much dead when they sent the telegram. That's kind of sad and hilarious. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and they called his wife to come to the set. However, here's here's the thing. Okay. You want to know why she didn't come? Oh, no. Who was she banging? No. It's even better than that. So she she sent a telegram back saying that she couldn't come uh, because she was in custody by the FBI because she wrote a personal check to an undercover agent to, so that she could buy grenades for the Black Panthers. What? Yes. <laughs> that's, you know, everything else aside, that's badass. That's based. And that FBI agent... <sighs> is awful for not letting her purchase these with a personal <laughs> check because that would have been great for the black panthers <laughs> to have grenades i would have loved it to reference another movie sorry for ruining your black panther party <laughs> i think it's also a war movie um forrest gump technically yeah, yeah. technically a war movie it's, a, it's technically a vietnam yeah. movie yeah um for, for actually a surprising yeah. majority of it <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. So, and then, and then after That's that, beautiful. in the same year that all of this happened, they fit, well, actually in the year that this was released, so that was 1969 wow. when that happened. And then in 1970, when he got back to the U.S., he divorced his wife. Oh, but do, how do you divorce someone with, I guess you divorce her because she has more testosterone than you do. Probably. Wow. I didn't see Donald Sutherland out there buying grenades for the Black Panthers, so... <laughs> Or at least Dude. he didn't write a personal check. I think that's the thing, is that she wrote, was writing personal check. checks yeah. for it. Clint Eastwood apparently thought that was the funniest shit. <laughs> and he just, like, when, when oh Donald gosh. Sutherland told him about it, he literally, I think they said he pissed his pants from laughing so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's... Uh... Um, I was almost going to say actors aren't real people, but no, I would absolutely do that. Hey, how's it going? Well, I almost died of a sickness in Yugoslavia and my wife couldn't come to see me on my alleged deathbed because she wrote personal checks to buy grenades for the Black Panther. And now she's in FBI custody <laughs> and can't leave the country. <laughs> Wild. What an absolute treasure. That's, it's beautiful. Um, so anyway, you're, you're, uh, you're two for three here, but I have a fourth, a rare fourth question. Here's, here's a fun one. So John Landis, mm -hmm. yes, that John Landis mm -hmm. of whatever sad. else fame, uh, that John Landis is famous for. <laughs> I'm just making people bad now. <laughs> anyway, John Landis was a production assistant on the film and was in it as an extra. Who did he play? Okay. Was it A, a Nazi soldier? Mm -hmm. Was it B, a town drunk? Or was it C, a nun? <laughs> you know, I was going to say, before you even read off the answers, uh, let me shoot from the hip and pick number C, my lord. A town drunk is hilarious, but John Houston wasn't a drunk. Um, John Landis. I know. I made that on purpose. Okay. I was trying to think of someone whose last name is Landis so I could screw it up and say, attribute them to number A. <laughs> number A. Oh my gosh. I, maybe I am drunk. Maybe. Um, Apparently this, uh, this was the, the set, uh, on this movie was mm -hmm. where, uh, John Landis came up with the idea for, uh, an American werewolf in London. Oh. So he kind of started writing the script for that. 
here wow. on this set. All right. So Henry Fonda was not going to play a Nazi. Um, is there anyone else I can screw up for C? Uh, <laughs> JFK wasn't around to be a nun. So I'm going to go C, a nun, because that was my shoot from the hip answer before you read them off. You are correct. Oh, oh, oh. You need to shoot from the hip more because you oh. got three or four right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, John Landis was, like, a nun. There was, like, a group of, like, three nuns, and he was wow. one of them, like, in the background <laughs> of a scene. Dude, in Shakespeare's day, all the women's roles were played by men. I know that because VeggieTales told me so. Thank you, VeggieTales. Excellent documentary if you haven't seen them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what a strange world that veggie tales is like if you look at like the lore and like because clearly humans exist yeah there are also sentient vegetables but there are also vegetables that they eat too <laughs> yes they also eat eggs in that very same episode um what was it's it's called omelet like, yes what is going on i mean they eat cheeseburgers too yes. like as, as oh my gosh yeah i imagine they're not veggie burgers no but like I think they, yeah, they do clearly eat vegetables yeah. at certain points. I think, I think, I think at some point, Paw Grape might actually just be eating grapes. <laughs> oh my God. That might be in like the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're getting way far afield into VeggieTales lore, but the, the implications are actually horrific. Dude, the implications of a lot of odd extended universes like that, like the autists who come up with stuff about the Cars universe and how that functions, absolutely disgusting human beings. I applaud them and read everything that they write, but they're gross. <laughs> yeah. So we've got this movie in front of us. What? With all of that said... I don't know really anything about this. It looks like a trip because it looks a lot like... Have you seen The Dirty Dozen? Uh, I've seen parts of it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the one where the guy jumps on the grenade? Uh, is... I mean, there's a lot of movies where guys jump on the grenade, but uh, but The Dirty, Dirty Dozen is uh, Lee Marvin, who... Uh, actually, Telly Savalas and I think Donald Sutherland are in that movie, too, yeah. together? And where they're all, like, basically reprobates who, mm -hmm. you know, either they're prisoners or, like, uh, war criminals mm -hmm. or people, like, in military, like, ar under military yeah. arrest, who then they're like, all right, we're going to send you on a suicide mission to kill a bunch of people. That's the one they reference Nazis. in Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, I got it now. Okay. There we go. Okay, so you have seen it. Yes. I thought you did. <laughs> it feels a lot like that, but a little bit more wacky. Because if you if I if you look at like the pictures of like Donald Sutherland in this movie, it's mm -hmm. like this clearly looks like it has like the sort of like weird wackiness of almost like not a John Wayne war film because those were surprisingly serious, but like almost like a John Wayne like comedy western. It's got that like just vibe to it. Yeah. Where it's like Donald Sutherland is playing himself as a hippie, but also that hippie is driving a tank. <laughs> <laughs> i am 100 percent in support of that if if it goes that route where it's like this whimsical war film if they do it right mm -hmm. and they hit the comedy beats well i think i'm actually gonna like it because i think it's a straight up war film this seems very like generic it seems very generic yeah. to me and i don't know that i don't know that i would like it i mean i like telly savalas mm -hmm. i like you know Don, donald sutherland i like clint eastwood uh there's a couple other people and i think maybe is it Ernest Borgnine who's in this film? It might be Ernest Borgnine even who's in this film, mm -hmm. or someone who's who looks like him. I yeah. don't remember. <laughs> uh, it's someone of that era who looks yeah. like Ernest Borgnine, and it might be Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> I don't have my phone in front of me to yeah. check, but 
it's got a lot of actors that I like in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, no, Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Okay. Don Rickles. The Don Rickles? I think it's Don Rickles. Oh, this is definitely going to go the comedy route. It can't. Yeah, that's why I was thinking it was going to go the comedy route because it's got Don Rickles in (laughs) it. You know, honestly, that should have been a pretty good guess from the start just because when you say the plot of this war movie is they go steal Nazi gold, that is so bland for the caliber of actors in this movie. Although I guess they were uh, 1970. Yeah, it doesn't matter. For like the caliber of actors in this movie and like, you know, just the name brand that you have on that. That's such a bland plot for it not to have something else going for it, like comedy elements. So I'm excited by that. Yeah, like I said, it does feel like it has the whimsy of mm-hmm. a, again, like a like a John Wayne comedy western mm-hmm. or something like that. Or like one of those other John Wayne comedies, like almost like The Quiet Man, but yeah. with more guns. Or like <laughs> um, Donovan's Reef, but mm-hmm. again, with more <laughs> with fighting more guns and guns. And tanks. A lot Donald of tanks. Sutherland in a tank, 100%. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that's that's kind of all I know about it, just in general. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? No, just knowing that and the trivia that we've discussed here. <laughs> um, I think that that's going to definitely raise the rating I had anticipated. Um, we At the, the time of recording this, it hasn't been released yet, but it will have been released by the time... This is published. For generic slasher films, I always give a two. For generic war films, I always give a three. And they surprise me or they don't. Just because I feel like, eh, some of them are good. Some of them are bad. They never really disappoint me. Uh, They normally, uh, I almost said normally have a happy ending. Normally have an ending that leaves me satisfied with how it got there. Um... Because there's, you know, all the build-up to the final fight scene or whatever. So even if it's sad, I'm generally, like, okay with it. Um, it's just really, if if you're going for the whimsical, funny, almost satirical, but pseudo-comedy side of it, it's probably going to lift it up because those are better. Um, if you're going for, like, the this is a serious movie and the plot is, we're getting Nazi gold. That feels like a B-movie to me that would push it down, but that... Fingers crossed it's actually going to be kind of funny. I'm I'm ready to rate this shit. Cool. Uh, well, if you're ready, go ahead and rate it. Uh, 3.5. 3.5? 3.5. Okay. I honestly don't know where I'm going to come down on this one because this one feels like it could be great. Uh, it also feels like it could be very milk toast. I have a very... I haven't been in a very big war film mm-hmm. mood for a very long time. Okay. I yeah. haven't really wanted to watch any, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, like a World War II film... Honestly, because I think World War II films are just kind of overplayed. Like, it's it feels vibe, yeah. like we've done that for mm-hmm. too long, and we just need to not. Like, make some more World War One films. <laughs> make some more, like, I don't know, any other war. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, even... Uh, nah, even like like a civil war movie is like overplayed like like a like a spanish american war like mexican american mm-hmm. war or something mm-hmm. like that like any anything else that's why i feel like i would also give some more credence to this just because it's older yes it wasn't played out before now now i don't want to watch more i don't want more modern world war ii movies made in the current year tm i want different stuff yeah i i don't even want like like a, a modern movie i guess to put a, a different point like american sniper where it's like oh yes, yeah we're still in that war technically i guess kind of maybe not i don't as of the recording it's of this it's tenuous <laughs> no it's, like those movies i 
American Sniper was very sad. I mean, a lot of those are. Um, some of those are good for what they are. I don't... I hate to say it's like I'm not interested in them because I feel they're important and it's good that they've been made. But I, I don't want more of those. Maybe because it's too close to home for me. Yeah, I think that's why I don't necessarily like those. Why I want to see like something that's not like... Honestly, I want to see movies, generally speaking, or at least I would I would like war movies more when they are either of a period that's not... And generally, when I talk about war movies, mm-hmm. if I think war movies, I'm thinking, all right, this is World War II. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, maybe Vietnam. Like, mm-hmm. Vietnam kind of goes that way, but the, mm-hmm. then again, that's very, like, sort of American-centric to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to watch things that would be more considered, like, something else, mm-hmm. right? where it's not really a war movie, it's a specific war movie. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the World War II thing really is just... I like it as a backdrop. I yeah. think it's an easy backdrop where you can just... I can turn my brain off. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it. Like, Inglorious Bastards? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we know... I mean, that was maybe a little bit more involved mm-hmm. than something else that I was... Like, Casablanca. Yeah. Casablanca's like, that's the setting. Cool. We're mm-hmm. done. We don't have to yeah. explain anything else. Inglorious Bastards, yes, the main bad guy is a Nazi, but, like, you don't have to think about the people who are doing the bad things. You don't have to think like, it's sort of like a blank canvas for, it's like a blank check for bad guy that people (laughs) don't have to feel bad for. Yes. Whereas like, I want maybe more war movies where it's like, ah, maybe there is like good guys and bad guys and you're, it's not quite so black and white, Mm -hmm. you know, this one is definitely going to be one of those. It's black and white. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be a little silly. Mm -hmm. It, it's going to do one of those things where it's like, it doesn't necessarily glorify war mm-hmm. in a way, which I guess if you're doing it like in a modern sense, that's even sadder because it's like, <laughs> man, we're still in those things. Yeah. But like, at least you could say like, okay, World War Two questionable but probably one of the better wars we've ever been in. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that right yeah. now. That's a whole can of worms. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like uh, it's it's almost like the point is we're kind of war weary at this point and almost yeah. war movie weary. I think that's the big thing with like where I am right now as a person. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, younger me, I probably would have liked this more. But like, mm-hmm. man, right now it's like <laughs> I'm just tired. I want something that is like whimsical and fanciful. Mm-hmm. If it's on a backdrop of the war, cool. Like, if it's comedy, great. That's why mm-hmm. I think this one's probably going to be maybe a little bit better than a serious war film for me right yeah. now. So I think I'm also going to give this, maybe not a 3.5, I'm going to give it a tenuous 3, hoping okay. it's better. Yeah. So that was a very long way of me yeah. saying, I'm kind of tired of war movies because I feel yeah. like they're played out. But mm-hmm. at the same time, this one, if it's not a standard war film, it could be good. Yeah. I, I'm in support of that. Cool. Mm-hmm. So I guess... Do you want to go ahead and watch this thing? Uh, may as well. I'm ready. Cool. Well, we will go ahead and watch this, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. You know what's inside that bank, man? There's $16 million worth of gold in that bank, sweetheart. This bank's not going to fall in the hands of the American Army. It's going to fall in our hands. Hey, man, I'm about to put you on to something very good, and you are giving me your problems. This sector is so screwed up, nobody knows where the German lines are, where our lines are. I got through with no problem at all. Now I got a bank backer with 16 million and they're just waiting to be picked up. You in? Will you stop crying? I haven't even asked you yet. What the hell's the matter with you? If I hear any more threats against Captain Maitland's life, if I hear any more wild talk about going down to headquarters and killing the general, 
or raping the nurses at the field hospital, I'm going to strangle a guy with my bare hands. You understand that? This man is the man I have on my mind today. You guys are crazy. Look, when we was in a Volkaz country, we was assaulted by them tigers. You get my box of medals. I'm going to decorate every man in this penetration, whoever they are. They save the reputation of this entire army. Why don't you knock it off with them negative waves? Now all good things come to those who wait. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? Hello and welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm here with Michael. Uh, hello, Mike. How are you? I'm doing fine. I guess it would be better if this wasn't the movie that we had just watched, but we just watched Kelly's Heroes. Um, I I am really sorry for having suggested this one. Look, oh. it, here here's the thing about Kelly's Heroes. The yeah. thing you have to remember, it wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. It's fair. It's fair. That's about yeah. what I can say about it. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't anywhere near as good as I thought it was going to be. Like, man, no. I I was expecting, like, I've seen people go to bat for this movie. Like, this is the greatest war mm-hmm. movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so good. Like, I love it. I've mm-hmm. seen this. Like, it, it's up there. Like, mm-hmm. when I was doing research for this podcast, and I think it was actually on my list originally, and I don't know if I put it on my spreadsheet, and then mm-hmm. you suggested it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's do it. It was originally on my list, or at least one of my proto lists for this podcast when doing research for this, because originally, four Twitter accounts ago, probably at this point, <laughs> uh, I had put out a tweet mm-hmm. saying what, you know, movies would you say are fundamentally, if someone hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. you would say you need to see this. And inevitably, it was like, you know, Scarface, Godfather, mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of wrong people. <laughs> there were a lot of good answers, too. But mm-hmm. Kelly's Heroes came up a surprising amount of time, mm-hmm. amount of times. And you see it when whenever you look at, you know, best war movies uh, you mm-hmm. know of all time. Mm-hmm. Kelly's Heroes comes up on that. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Why are people putting this on lists? Is it simply because the cast is good? Because the cast is good. I know, which is part of why it's so surprising that the movie isn't all right well all right before i go on my mm-hmm, diatribe mm-hmm. about all of these characters and why the movie was Holy. honestly bad <laughs> do you, what what oh, i'm gonna give no. you the floor here um i i think the reason this comes up on a list of so many you know why top best war movies whatever you know watch mojo's list of top 10 good war movies that are popular which is why they're on their list um there must be just like a dearth of good war movies which surprises me because i can only think of war movies that i've seen and liked except like saving private ryan's okay i think we brought that up in the first one but i think it's all right Mm -hmm. i think once you get past the actual once you get past the actual war bits when they're Mm -hmm. actually saving private ryan it's bad (laughs) ouch okay yeah so um but like for the most part of the war movies i've seen i have liked them or i've never thought about them again and they're gone flushed out of my mind that's it most of them have like i don't know characters i care about most of them have a plot that is usually straightforward and it's not about the end goal it's about the getting there so the getting there is exciting didn't happen in this movie if they're comedies then there's funny parts to them right i think that's missing from this movie is characters i care about Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. funny moments yes um i 
I will, I will, you know, stick that pin in there. Asterisk on funny moments. The absurdism with um, Donald Sutherland. Thank character. you. I'm like Ronald. No, Donald Sutherland's absurdism. Uh, oddball. Thank yes. you. Oddball. Every scene with specifically him was fun. I'm not gonna say great. No, but fun. Yes. Um, mo- like if they had taken, I think, let's. At a guess, I'd say 60% of this movie off at the cutting room floor. Left in his scene with the tank. The last half hour of the movie were there in the Mm -hmm. town. Mm -hmm. And the beginning probably, I think it was three hours where they explained the plot of the movie. Oh, God, yeah. If they left those parts in, the movie would have been a lot better. Oh, gosh. Just what a a not trip. What a not trip this was. So I'm going to, just so that... Before we go on, we rated this a tentative. You gave it a tentative three point five out of five snake fliskins, and I gave it a tentative three, along the similar lines of how can a war movie be bad? It's like it's like a kung fu movie, right? Yeah, it's like you think there's <laughs> they, like war movies generally are action films, right? Yes, that's what they're meant mm-hmm. to be. Sometimes there are some ones that are out there that are just really good that mm-hmm. you just like watch and you're like uh, I think. Honestly, probably the best war movie that I've ever really seen is probably The Patriot, come to think okay, of it. Okay, yeah. yeah uh, and I don't fair. remember what we listed at the beginning, the first half of the movie, but I like that. The Longest Day was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fair amount of like John Wayne sort of like mm-hmm. Pacific theater movies that are mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, I, I like that era, like the 19, like 1950s era, because you were mm-hmm. pretty fresh. Like you didn't yeah. have the sort of, you didn't have a lot of the... What we have nowadays with the Marvel Universe, the oversaturation of just, like, so many of them. Yeah, or even, like, because I don't even like the Vietnam era of, like, mm. movies, which okay, this yeah. is where this clearly falls into is mm. the other thing, is that mm. this is not a World oh, War II movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Vietnam movie, mm-hmm. or at best, a Korea film. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. Um, like, because it didn't have that sort of, like, we're off to do something pure and fight evil, right? Mm-hmm. And I get it. I think war is generally not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Can you make an entertaining medium out of it? Yes. Well, that's a that might be the scariest sentence I think I've ever heard. Just like casually stated, war can be entertaining. I understand the context of it. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yes, I, I think you have to have well, because the, mm-hmm. the central point of films, generally speaking, when you have an action movie, is conflict. Yes. And what? Where is there more conflict than, than in war? In war, yeah. right? And you think that that's going to be the most fertile breeding ground for these stories, mm-hmm. which it can be. And mm-hmm. I think if you're watching it as a entertainment sort of medium, mm-hmm. then yes, it can be a good thing. Is war good? No, almost never, uh, unless you are talking about nuking Holland. Yes. In which case, it's fine. But other than that, it's usually never good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as like that goes. Now, getting away from the politics of this... Mm-hmm. Because I know there are a lot of people that listen to this, to this and they're going to say, but like, uh, how could you be pro-war? I'm not. <laughs> but I like some war movies, all right? Yeah. You can do, get you a man who can do both, all right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and that goes for you men, too, out in the audience. Get you a man who can do both. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it just didn't entertain me at no. all. The most entertaining scene was when it turned into... A spaghetti western at the end. <laughs> yes. That was the best part. Because I thought this movie was going to be a, like, oh, we're, the general's got this plan for us to go steal this Nazi gold, mm-hmm. and we're gonna, it's gonna be a war movie and a heist film, and it's gonna yeah. be a good romp. Mm-hmm. 
And then it was like, nope, we're a bunch of disenfranchised misfits led by Telly Savalas, who's great. Mm -hmm. Generally, Mm -hmm. in this, he's kind of just this one-dimensional character. He's like, I'm against all of this the whole time. But let's do it anyway. Let's do it anyway. Who's basically trying to keep all of these troops from... Essentially, he's trying... The whole premise of this movie (laughs) is that Clint Eastwood goes behind enemy lines to capture someone from like the nazi brass so that they can figure out where the best place to go in this new town that they're going to take in the next few days has the best bitches mm-hmm. and whores yes. like these people these soldiers it is clear that they are not good people <laughs> they are going to if they can't pay for it they're gonna take it because <laughs> that's what's gonna happen yep. when they get to this town and they're trying to figure out the best place to do that that's yep. the whole premise of the film and then when they can't and they're sent back Clint Eastwood's character, if you can call him a character, the one-dimensional person who just kind of looks gruff the entire film Mm -hmm. and squints and sometimes says, like, plot-related devices saying, no, we should go this way, (laughs) Um, finds out that there's gold. And then they go spend, like you said, probably a good seven hours of my my life Mm -hmm. trying to get a team together. I think I could have read and watched, um, shit, I suck at this. All of the Lord of the Rings movies, I was going to say a different one, but um, I couldn't think of the name of it, so it doesn't matter. Gone with the Wind, that's what I was going to say. I think I could have read and watched Gone with the Wind in the time it took me to watch just the filler of this movie. And there was a lot of it, dude. Man, and like, and man, Gone with the Wind also is no walk in the park. <laughs> no. It's not. Ugh. Uh, I guess speak of another technically war movie. Yeah, that's a war movie. That's yeah. a war movie. Like, it was just, like, none of the characters had any development. Mm-hmm. None of the characters had any real good chemistry, except for maybe, maybe Crapshoot, who is played by um, uh, Don Rickles. Yeah. His yeah. character might have been the best one in the whole movie, mm-hmm. other than Donald Sutherland's oddball. Mm-hmm. And even both of them were just like, uh, after a while, Crapshoot became a one-dimensional mm-hmm. old man complaining joke. Yeah. I I feel like you hit the nail on the head when you said, this is really a Vietnam War movie. It's not a World War II movie. We are not rooting for them. We're also not necessarily rooting against them. We're just kind of watching it and also when you called them all disenfranchised i'm like yes that's absolutely what this feels like they don't feel like they have a dog in this fight they don't feel like they're fighting for the glory of it or you know for the betterment of the country or whatever the reasons that are normally you know uh, uh implied or very overtly stated in more movies it's not like ah they're doing the good thing well, especially they're a world war ii movie especially a world war ii movie go punch hitler in the face um or jaw or whatever the tagline is um, none of that's in there. It's just watch them all do this thing. Also, some of them die at some point. Yeah. Also, when did they die? Like, I think we so only saw three of them die. Yeah. Like the whole time. And then there's like, they started out, there were like 20 of them. Yeah. And then like, like there's like, oh my what, gosh. six? I, Seven? I think towards the end. Yeah. Um, and it was like, if, I don't know what the movie was trying to do. Was it trying to get you to say war is bad? Because if it did, the deaths of those guys was disgustingly underwhelming it was like all right they're dead okay let's go get some gold i think where this movie was trying to make its point 
in the and I had to think about this for a while mm-hmm. in the and it's anti-war sort of rhetoric because mm-hmm. it, it did seem like a Vietnam movie which most of Vietnam movies are generally speaking hey war's hell mm-hmm. like Full metal even if jacket yeah even if it's not which only watch uh, the first half of that movie because it's the only part that matters anyway mm-hmm. but so the whole point of that movie that that this movie is sort of anti-war at all mm-hmm. and that where it felt like it was more of a Vietnam movie was in the caricature of the general and yeah. the captain mm-hmm. because the captain was kind of like played off as sort of a nancy who didn't really like wasn't involved with anything mm-hmm. he doesn't care about his troops other than like yeah he's a nice guy but like does he really care about us mm-hmm. probably not um and then you have the general who's like oh i've got a hard on for doing this war <laughs> thing and he was made yeah. out to be like this weird caricature because like in world war ii movies the generals are always like Newt Gingrich. Um, yes, go like on. you know Eisenhower, like Pat. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's there's another good war movie, mm-hmm. Patton. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. even honestly, Patton, to be honest, is probably just as good of a uplifting World War II movie as it is a critique World War II movie of being like, yes, war is not a great thing, mm-hmm. but like, here we are, sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. Patton is one of my favorites because again, George C. Scott, I will simp for him all day every day, but. Like, he was a general not like one of those people. He was a buffoon. He was this cartoon character Mm -hmm. who was inserted in this movie of, quote-unquote, men who were doing things like, you know, they've they've taken off the yoke of patriotism Mm -hmm. and they've gone into business for themselves. Like, they're they're making the best out of a bad Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. And this general, at the end, doesn't learn anything and thinks, oh, yay, rah, we've got them. I'm the hero of the day. Yeah. The military-industrial complex uh, uh, blunders its way into yet another victory, uh, basically. Through the wonderful means of capitalism. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. this whole point of this movie, I think, and it's very understated, is that, mm-hmm. yes, the military-industrial complex is kind of, it's not great for the people. The lower you go, the worse mm-hmm. it gets, and the higher it is. The more you don't risk, the more you get rewarded. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's the, the whole system is kind of silly. But I think it also oddly subverts that possible moral by, in the end, they do rescue the town at the end from Nazi um, oppression. Uh, oppression, thank you. Um, Which is funny because at the end I thought, man, this would have been such a better movie if they there was no gold. Yeah. And then they got hailed as heroes and then like, oh, okay, cool. We're yeah. we've got nice shiny medals. We're going to get, you know, <laughs> hey, they're going to send us home. Mm-hmm. Because like, hey, we've we've liberated this town. We've got medals. You know, we've mm-hmm. a lot of us are are, you know, lost. Hey, you get a nice leave or something mm-hmm. like that or whatever yeah. for like a couple months and hey, mm-hmm. the war is going to be over in a couple hey, months yeah. cuz we dropped this casual date of like what whatever 1945 it is. <laughs> you know? Like something like that. That's where I thought it was going to go, but mm-hmm. no, it's just they got the gold. They're like, hey, hey, Hans, do you want this gold with us? And he's like, oh, let me just get out of my tank. Also, uh, bro. I have fish lips for some reason. Those are the puffiest damn lips I've ever seen. I have never, man. dude, that man was throwing Botox in there <laughs> like like some Instagram model, dude. <laughs> he had more Botox in his lips than some Instagram models have in their entire ass. <laughs> Calling you out, Miss Kardashian. <laughs> No, she's got, she doesn't have Botox, she has implants. She's got both of Kanye West's cheeks surgically removed and put into her butt. That's why it's so big. <laughs> All right, I follow, I follow. Um, sorry, Kanye. Yeah. I didn't mean to be that mean to you. Go but... easy on him. Haha, <laughs> good joke. All right, I'm done. Anyway. Um, anyway. But yeah, I, 
to at least say that I, I did like the last half hour of the movie when they're in the town. That felt like a good heist-ish, but it, there was it, no build-up to it. It felt like a heist. Like I wouldn't a very say good. deflated after... I'm not, I'm not finishing that sentence. Felt like a very deflated heist. I think the best part of this movie was when they actually did stuff with the tanks. Yes. Because the tank... Mm-hmm choreography i guess for the better mm-hmm. of the part the tank yeah, battles was very was cool. very cool mm-hmm. i loved that that was so fun like it was like ooh, that was the only part of the movie that honestly was tense mm-hmm. where it's like especially the scene where he's like got them in the alley and he's right behind them and mm-hmm. he shoot he shoots the paint yeah at him and he's yeah. like oh no and he's gonna like <laughs> oh is he gonna shoot him that was tense mm-hmm. That was good. That was good. And then they, you know, take down the take down the tanks. And then all of a sudden, also, they lost two tanks somewhere along the line. Oh, you know, we don't talk about like, that. Yeah. Like, not only did they lose a bunch of men not mm-hmm. show their deaths, they lost, like, two whole tanks. Yeah, for all of the two and a half hours that this movie was, they did a lot of stuff off screen that might have been better on screen. Um, like, where, where all the guys just kind of, like, started to disappear. Uh, I didn't need that stupid scene where they get shot at by their own troops in you know, the airplanes flying by when they're on the hill and it's shooting at them. It blows up all their God, vehicles. that whole scene was, was so like, long and annoying. <laughs> like, can we just, like, I know what's going to happen. Just end it now and let's get on with our lives. I know they're all miserable. That's great. Let, let's just keep it going. Didn't need that. Um, the... It was funny at first, and then it just dragged on. This the first scene where the, with the tank where they come out of the tunnels and they're on the train tracks. There's all the Germans there, and they blow it up for I think ten, fifteen, twenty minutes somewhere in there. It's funny at first that they're blaring the music on the tanks, mm-hmm. Oddball and his crew. Um, they're shooting, they're blowing everything up, and then they're... it becomes a full fledged this this comedic mm-hmm. punchline to the scene, yeah, where it's like. You could have shown them driving away, and the town is on is in fire. Yeah, like him just sitting up there, like yeah. <laughs> you know, looking smug in yeah. his like aviator jacket. Mm-hmm. No, but you had like an entire protracted fifteen minute like fight scene, which yeah. in a regular in a real war movie mm-hmm. would have been cool. Yeah, absolutely. in this movie, it was meant to be a comedic punch, like mm-hmm. comma, and then it just like. It's like why are we? Why am I watching this? Like yeah. normally I would be fine with this because the tank stuff was the best mm-hmm. bit, and that was honestly it was very well choreographed. Oh yeah, it just didn't belong there. No, if it, it felt like one of those comedic bits that just goes on too long, and they keep telling the same joke again and again and again, and it mm, 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 no, mm. it just never it never hit. Like, and that's the thing. Like it, this movie again. I thought it was supposed to be a war movie turning into a heist movie or just a heist movie on mm-hmm. the backdrop ideally this would have been a heist movie on the backdrop of world war ii yeah. which is what i was hoping it was going to be mm-hmm. um closer to even like a la like the dirty dozen again yeah. of yeah. another movie of the same era mm-hmm. which again that's actually good it's actually good like that's not necessarily a a strict war war movie mm-hmm. But it is a, like, we're in the war, and we're doing this covert op stuff mm-hmm. and killing a bunch of Nazis. It was way better. Like, mm-hmm. they, they planned everything out. It, I mean, yeah, the first part of the movie where they're introducing everyone of the Dirty Dozen, mm-hmm. it drags on, just like this movie does. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to, back in that those days, they really did do, like, th- that's what they did. They protracted mm-hmm. these things, because people wanted to see the characters. You've got all these character actors mm-hmm. playing XYZ. Yeah. You want to see them, get their moment to shine, like, oh, they're coming together as this lovable squad. Cool, that's fine. 
But once they actually got into the action, mm-hmm. it was great. It was tense. And, like, you, you actually, you know, the characters were interesting enough that, like, when they died, you cared. Mm-hmm. In this movie, you never saw anybody that you cared about die, mm-hmm. I think. Honestly, I couldn't name any of the characters except for Oddball. I don't know any of their names. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they came from. It's even from. hard for me to remember like, that the titular character, who's played by Clint Eastwood, his name is Kelly, maybe? Uh, yeah. Let's go with that. And then there was... No, Barbara? Barbara was in this movie, too. Yeah. That was... I thought that was going to be funny, maybe, when they kept mistaking the... What was his name? Babra? Babra. The guy's yeah, name his is last Babra. Name, I think his last name is Babra. Yeah, but... Something Babra. Chief keeps calling him Barbara. And it's like, ha, it's, don't call me Barbara. That's funny. It was funny the first time, and then the, like, ten times they did it after, it was like, nope, this is just sad. Yeah, I remember his name, though, at least. Like, the gag where it was like, I guess, with with Barbara and the radio operator Mm -hmm. guys, like, I told you this was a good idea. I told you this was a bad idea. That one was one of the only consistent little... But I think it's because they did it less. Yes. And if it had been a good heist movie, it would have been, you know, where it happened at the beginning, some point in the middle, the very end, and you would have gone, ha-ha, they did the heist thing, and this is funny. Yeah, I I would have loved to have seen this movie as a real heist film. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess, I don't know. Do you, the, the one other thing I'll say that I did like about this, the scene, even the actual scene where they did fighting, where it was mm-hmm. slightly tense, and even then it was not that tense, but I think that portrayed a very real sense of how fighting probably was was mm-hmm. the scene where they were stuck in the minefield and they were on both sides yes and the, that gunfight was mm-hmm. honestly very good and it felt very visceral and real mm-hmm. and i like that because like you see a lot of other war movies especially more modern ones you get the quick cuts like it feels yeah. more cinematic and mm-hmm. fantastical and i generally like that in a movie but this felt very gritty mm-hmm. not necessarily real in that it was boring real but it mm-hmm. was gritty real yeah and that was a very good moment and if there was more of that in between like Mm -hmm. the sort of moments of levity like yes you see them dying more you see moments of levity Mm -hmm. in between it might have been a better movie but like because then you could get a real sense of the characters otherwise like after that happened it's like all right well bye felicia we just (laughs) leave them and then they go on and like nothing Mm -hmm. ever changes other than there's less men and then inexplicably in the next scene there's like even fewer men like where, where'd they go yeah, just like all the other actors realize i have something better to do with my life so i'm gonna go back to the states and well maybe like we mentioned in the first half like some of them a lot of people got like like donald sutherland got deadly ill in oh yeah croatia yeah maybe a bunch of them got the shits <laughs> or died of dysentery like and that's, maybe they died in real life and they couldn't show them die in the movie because they were d- already dead it's it's the reverse you die in the real life you die in the movie yes oh no uh i guess my question would be mm-hmm. and, and i don't know that i would want to do the question about double featuring this one because no. i would not no one watch has this the movie. time yeah no one has the dude this movie was so long i mean it was only like two and a half hours long but it felt like it was seven mm-hmm. it, it felt like i watched like you said the whole lord of the rings trilogy yeah plus the bad hobbit movies yeah it, no it felt like you just watched the bad hobbit yeah. movies. <laughs> plus the animated hobbit movie <laughs> yes I guess, I guess instead of asking you the question about double featuring, if you could, you, Michael, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. could remake this movie, mm-hmm. and you could pick any director, set of actors, or even, like, writer, what, like, 
would you do or or like even like hey give me give me a different like scenario for the ending because like mm-hmm. this movie it it ended up being a a war a kind of a war movie that that teased you with hints of heist and then became a passable spaghetti western at the end mm-hmm. like and only barely passable <laughs> i think the best scene in the entire movie is honestly when uh telly savalas clint eastwood and uh donald sutherland are all walking towards you the even tank get the sound of the spurs it's you like, get this you get so the spur dull. sound effects you get the harmonica yeah. playing you get the full spaghetti western mm-hmm. like you could tell that donald sutherland probably was like or telly savalas was like hey let's just make this scene be like in a Western because I've always wanted to be in one. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell that everyone in that scene oh, yeah. just wanted this to happen. Mm-hmm. And Clint Eastwood's like, not this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> like you could tell someone else wanted it to happen and the director's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> but what would you, mm-hmm. like given that, I know this is a very big question, but how would you change this movie if you if you got to remake it? If you said, all right, we were giving you one movie to remake and it's Kelly's Heroes, you can do mm-hmm. anything you want with it. Cost is not an issue go okay so first of all it's a western so we replace the director with the coen brothers right okay, okay. i'm with We're already you. off to a good start instead of the coen brothers doing the lady killers which was mediocre they do this instead because it's also a heist movie it's also supposed to leave you feeling like mm-hmm. all the bad stuff happens and you no one really comes out the winner except for i think the little old lady in the end of that movie but um they did the lady killers right i'm not wrong in saying mm, that yes oh, oh i'm having a heart attack you can drop out oh wow i really just am it's been a minute since yeah. i've seen the lady killers so honestly i feel like it's one of their weaker ones it is but anyway. drop pretty much all the actors from that one except jk simmons um because he's great jk simmons am i am i saying get me pictures of spider-man that guy yes thank you okay he's in it keep him um replace all of the other actors and even marlon waynes marlon waynes was in this yes who did he play uh he played gwayne mcsam gwayne mcsam all right keep him whatever okay i honestly don't remember i've seen this movie once it wasn't that good it's been a long Um, i've seen it only once as well and it's been a long time so so, I, I get you. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm honestly looking at this and I'm like, wait, did I? I've seen yeah. this movie, but like, I don't remember it now. What's sad is I've seen it recently, but I was kind of not interested in it because I think, um, shoot, it's not. What's the main character? The guy, the guy Tom who's pop. Thank you. Tom Hanks is in it, and I absolutely hated his character because he's just obnoxious. You know the reason why I don't think I think I like this less than a lot of other of their movies is that um frankly it fit it felt like a like oh brother where art thou Mm -hmm. but not as good (laughs) yes yes oh so yeah bring in um oh what don't ask me to name actors um george clooney bring in george clooney to replace tom classic heist character yes because that's perfect keep jk simmons as levity um you could even bring in uh the asian guy from uh why do you let me on this podcast? <laughs> I can't name anything. The other heist movie with George Clooney, um, Ocean's, Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Thank you. Replace a lot of the actors in this. You can keep Donald Sutherland, actually, um, except he's going to be a lot older in this remake. Did I you guess. put Kiefer in, or is he not even? A, is he not a good? Oh no, that would be funny. Like the dad son combo. Donald Sutherland can take over the 
general oh the yeah. goofy general and Kiefer sutherland can be his son because there was that dad-son combo um which yeah. was just i think that was also supposed to be anti-war but i kind of just ignored it because i didn't care at that point of the movie um so instead of the son running away with the sailboat or whatever it was he's part of the platoon that's going to steal the nazi gold um and then yeah you just go on from there to bring in a bunch of other characters army hammer would be good in this too i guess as like the he's british isn't he whatever he's british enough he's british he's british adjacent yeah um domhnall gleason can come in i think he'd be fun in this kind of a movie too anyway i'm i'm just gonna stop there don't remake this movie was bad enough as is but if you have to coen brothers could do it i i think i would like to go in a very similar vein and i've got two directors who i'm very torn on Mm -hmm. who i would love to see redo this film and I'm not 100% certain which one, and I think I would lean more towards one than the other, mm-hmm. but one would be Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I think he could do a very good, fast-paced version of this. Like, mm-hmm. all right, this is it's definitely only a heist film, and there's only little bits of war stuff mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. in the background. Yes. And you get, like, at the very end, you get, like, a good switcheroo moment. You get mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that, where it's like, oh, no, we've got to drive tanks real fast through this town. This is just turning into Baby Driver, which yeah. <laughs> a lot of people for some reason hate Baby Driver. I don't understand why. Oh. Like it's, I really like Baby Driver. It's a good like heist and driving movie. Like there's there what? Yeah. What are you? I don't know. Anyway, I don't get the hate on Baby mm-hmm. Driver. But um, the other person who I think would probably do a better job of actually remaking the property um, is uh, if he stopped doing stupid ass Disney films, it's Guy Ritchie. Yeah, right? I knew it. Yeah, a lot. Like this is this is basically just another version of Snatch, but in World War Two, right? <laughs> yes. Like this is this is Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Like <laughs> yeah, with literal barrels. It was literal barrels. Amazing. Like you could even yeah. just call it Lock, Stock, and Three Smoking Barrels because there's three barrels of, of tanks. Like I don't know. I'm stretching. It's a sequel, <laughs> but it's a prequel. Absolutely. Oh, you know. Uh, sh- they I'm have done. to steal. They have to steal the, the treasure that's in. <laughs> they have to steal the stuff that's in the Guy Ritchie films, and it's all the treasure from all the different Guy Ritchie movies. Mm-hmm. But it's like all of their parents <laughs> in different stages of World War II. Oh my! This is like becoming a complete muddled misadventure. <laughs> but like, I think what this movie really needed to be was more so a heist movie than yes. a. I think that's at the end of the day, it needs to be a heist movie than a war movie because this mm-hmm. war movie, one, it wasn't a good World War II movie, which mm-hmm. it was set in World War II. You mm-hmm. can't have a good, you can't have a World War II movie and be at least, have be at least, I guess, maybe as nihilistic about... Stop being so conscientious objectors. Yes, you, you can't have those characters in World War II. I understand mm-hmm. the reason why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Even if I agree with that, it's bad for World War II movies. Yes. Two, um, ain't nobody going to make a Vietnam movie where they're going in and stealing a bunch of gold from poor Vietnamese farmers because that ain't happening. They don't have it. What are you going to steal from them? Fucking rice noodles? Like, I don't know. As much as I love rice noodles, you ain't going to go to a bank and risk your life to steal for them. Um, But, like, you have to set this movie in World War II. Uh, There's all sorts of other... I'm sure that there are others out there. Like, you've got other movies. Like, there's stories about the Allies stealing works of art yeah i don't know if there are any movies out there like that i'm sure some people can tell us if there are i don't can't recall them off the top of my head but you get guy Ritchie in there you get some good action Mm because guy Ritchie's good at action Mm -hmm. you get some you get some good characters you know because guy Ritchie is just phenomenal with 
putting mm-hmm. good characters on screen and making them very succinct. Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. what a character's about yes. within, like, the first <laughs> 20 or 30 seconds of them being on screen. Mm-hmm. Like, you get what they're about. That's what this movie needed, is you needed less of that setup and you needed more of the intricacies of, all right, we're in a gunfight, mm-hmm. but we also have to get through this gunfight because it's crucial that... The timing is good because if we don't get to the bank by this time, mm-hmm. then the other people, let's say like, oh, the the marching band <laughs> that has, you know, taken advantage of this, like our mortal enemies in the marching band have basically oh, yeah, decided to, I know, right, <laughs> have also broken through and they're going to try to steal from the bank and bamboozle us. Like, yeah. we don't want them to bamboozle us. Like, you have some sort of other layers of other people doing other things trying to get the gold. With right? better pacing, With honestly. better pacing. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I think that Guy Ritchie could do it. I think that, you know, Edgar Wright could do it. And I, like you said, I think the mm-hmm. Coen brothers could do it. Mm-hmm. All of those three are wildly different movies, though. <laughs> to be fair, yes. But still. Uh, but they would all be better mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Kelly's Heroes. Yes. Since we're not doing <laughs> a... Since we're not doing a... Like, like I said, I, I hate to not ask, but sometimes, mm-hmm. obviously, it just... I'm, I'm never going to watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. good. It's not. It's not good. Um, all of the characters just felt like they were like, you know, like when like, like, sh- like Norval Rogers, AKA Shaggy, uh, in the, in the, in the, sc- <laughs> did I get you with that one? In the dead ass live Scooby-Doo movie, one of the best movies ever made. Don't you dare denigrate that. Um, I'm ready for it. Honestly, they're not bad movies. They're, they're good. Um, but in, in the cartoon series, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when Shaggy, mm-hmm stands in a corner as a lamp. Mm-hmm. He has more character in that moment <laughs> than Clint Eastwood had in this entire movie. <laughs> like, you top-bill this character. You top-bill this actor. Mm-hmm. You name the movie after this character. He has, like, seven lines, <laughs> and all he does is he says, we're gonna get gold. And then, like, oh, tank here. Sick him. Oh. And, like, whatever. I don't even know what he says in this movie. I don't mm-hmm. even know what he freaking does he has more lines than mad max from fury road that's true but i think mad max also has way more character from fury road (laughs) than like that movie was a silent film for all intents and purposes (laughs) a beautiful silent film it's a beautiful silent operatic just dude 100 percent. i would pay money to go to the theater where when they had like the actual just orchestra sitting in the pit playing the music for the movie oh my God. i would watch mad max fury road, fury road i'd pay like 50 bucks to see that with an orchestra just blaring the whole time i would no dialogue i would spend a hundred dollars if one of those people had an electric guitar that shot flames oh my god at the same time dude i'd buy both our tickets <laughs> right <laughs> i i just think that this movie it suffered so much from a lack of any kind of like lovable character mm-hmm. other than again maybe just oddball but i think it was because he donald sutherland played like a really good hippie in an era where frankly he probably should have just been like you know shot shot for being a degenerate <laughs> yeah and a, and uh you know and a um you know a good for nothing layabout mm-hmm. and honestly he stole tanks which from is, the army which yeah, is kind of was... at that point i feel like they probably would have shot you for that yeah that's a war crime i think yeah. maybe um, but again, it, is, it wasn't a World War II movie, so no. whatever. But I don't know. I just, it just felt, uh, it just felt like a chore to get through. And this was honestly mm-hmm. one of the most disappointing movies 
like I didn't have high expectations, but man, like I my bar was never in my mind this low. No. Oh. I was not prepared for how low like even with The Godfather, right? And I give The Godfather shit. I think The Godfather was a beautifully shot travesty of a, of a, mm-hmm. of a story. Um and I didn't like sitting through it. This movie was the only good parts about it were like the bits where they had like good tank shots. Mm-hmm. And even those were like they were too few and far between. Mm. Yeah. Like I don't know. I'm just going on and on here. Is there anything else you want to say about Kelly's Heroes before we rate it on a scale of 0 to 5 Snake Pluskins? Um, no. Well, on a scale of 0 to 5 Snake Pluskins, and may I remind you that 0 is always an option. I... You know, this this is one of the hardest ratings, I think, ever, because I really like the last half hour of the movie. I think that was just... Well, I mean, it's hard to say that's where this movie peaked because the whole thing was a plateau. So anything like a bump would be a peak for this guy. I wouldn't say plateau. I'd say <laughs> canyon, but... Okay, yeah. Oh. Flat line. Oh. We got back. A... We we were in the canyon, and we finally, at the end, we got back to sea level. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. We were in the trenches for this whole movie. Um, I am still giving this movie a 0. 0.75. 0. 0.75. I, I take that back. A 0. 0.65. <laughs> 0. A 0. 0.65. Oh, that's, that's rough. I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish I had like my time back. Like I, I, I'm not going to give it a zero. Like there were a few moments mm-hmm. that I did actually chuckle at. And, like, there were a couple of good scenes. Like, I mean, like, the the ending half an hour of the movie was, even if it was lackluster compared Mm -hmm. to other, like, crescendos of the film, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't, it did lift the rest of this movie, which was just such a slog to get through. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say, I don't think I can give it a full one. It's not. It's not that good. No. And, like, none of the character, there was no good character development. Mm Mm-hmm. There was barely any plot. Like, you knew the whole plot from the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. There was no, like, intrigue. There was no, like, anything at all. It was just, this is what's happening. And there we go. I'm going to say a point five. Amazing. I, I can't give it. I can't. I, I Like, I want to give it a zero. Mm-hmm. I really want to give it a zero. But it, it did have a couple moments that were fun, mm-hmm. at the very least, towards the end. Mm-hmm. This... Honestly, this was, I think, worse than The Searchers for me, I think. I can't remember what I rated that. I think it was higher than a 0.65. Yes. I, uh, you, I think you gave it a 2, if, yeah. I, if memory serves. That, that sounds about right. Which, again, com- I abhorred that movie, but it was so much better than this. Yes, I know. You You were very butthurt about The Searchers. I'm uh, like, I am not the butthurt. Uh, I was, <laughs> but yeah. But, again, uh, fair, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of this is some subjectiveness to it i know there's going to be other people who are butthurt about us giving mm-hmm. this a point five but kelly's heroes was just like and even for being like a war movie like it was just like a dude fun dude movie yeah like it just didn't have any of those like fun like moments that mm-hmm. other like fun dude yeah. war movies have or even like the the impact of somebody dying and you go oh this is serious i didn't care when anybody died i didn't this Mm, mm, mm. i think the one thing i will say is 
anyone disagrees with what we're saying, like, subscribe, and share so that we get publicity and you get nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you can DM me on Twitter, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is uh, MWNS Podcast, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you give me either a PO box or your address. You can dox yourself; that's mm -hmm. fine. I won't. I won't care. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't. De I definitely won't use it for nefarious evil purposes. <laughs> I'll send you a cookie. Really? Yeah. Okay. It'll be stale by the time it gets there, <laughs> but like I'll send you a cookie. <laughs> All right. I didn't say it was going to be a good cookie or what state the cookie was going to be in, but I'll send you a cookie. If you give a mouse a cookie, you're going to have to send a glass of milk after the cookie. But that's contingent upon you, like, like subscribing. Oh, by the way, rating us on Spotify now. Yeah. Because Spotify, oh. you can actually rate podcasts. So wow. um, give us a rating, I guess, on Spotify and iTunes. And uh, if you actually share this with your elderly grandma, who probably had a thing for Clint Eastwood back in the day, if we, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. that wild lady, um, <laughs> your grandmother. If not Donald Sutherland. If not Donald Sutherland, yeah, definitely. The um, heartthrob that he is? Question mark. I don't know that Donald Sutherland no. was ever a heartthrob. <laughs> no. Um, maybe. That was maybe a throwaway. Telly Savalas, however. Yes. Heartthrob and a half. Heartthrob. Not really. He uh, was tall. So uh, he was, he, he, someone throbbed something for him at some point, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, share this with people. Anyway, we're, we're kind of getting yeah. far off the field here. Yeah. Go, go share this mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. episode and see how many people you can get to hate us for our opinion, because that's where I thrive yes. is when people hate my opinions and then tell them after they hate this episode, tell them to go back and listen to the Godfather. Mm -hmm, Cause I'm mm -hmm. sure that they'll find nothing wrong with that episode. <laughs> I guess with that said, do you have anything else you want to say about Kelly's Heroes? If I never watch this movie again, it'll be too soon. That, that's exactly yeah. my thoughts. I could not have said it better. And with that, we'll see you in the next one. Peace. And I wonder if it really was. I think it was always was show business. I think they were pretending to be factories, and it was still show business. I heard myself speaking these terrible corny lines and there I was stuck with $350,000 worth of show and I had to get on somehow. Plus, at the time, oh, they were real jerks. Plus, plus, at the time, really pieces of work. Plus, plus, at the time. Did you see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. Plus, plus, at the time. Did you see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. I really did, because he was a monster. But they all were, or almost all of them, those guys. He came on as a monster, you know. He snarled at you, you know, like that. Plus, plus, at the time. He was a monster, you know, like that. Plus, plus, at the time. I assure you that I would rather have been shot. Follow us on Twitter at MWNS Podcast or contact us at MWNS Podcast at ProtonMail.com. All music used in this episode is produced by Young Carts and used with license.